another fab season of employment on your pocket. It goes from strength to strength. Thank you. Can we be greedy and ask for more podcasts for autumn? Pretty please. So who said that, Simon? That's an iTunes review we got on um, iTunes on really? Thursday. Isn't that amazing? Yeah, excellent. That's kind words. So what do you think, man? Do you time yeah. for a bonus track? Bonus oh. podcast? Bonus track? Kind of like that. Ash album. Oh, which one? 1977. Yeah, okay. There's a bonus track hidden away at the end of that album, which is just the band vomiting. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Better or worse than this podcast, you think? Well, the vomit analogy could be drawn upon. <laughs> okay, five, six, seven, eight. Welcome to the Black Adder's Employment Team Podcast, where you have your very own employment lawyer in your pocket. This podcast is intended for managers and business owners and aims to keep you on the straight and narrow with your staff. This is our The Law Behind Headlines season. For the last time, we take a look at the stories making headlines and ask, is this case for real? How did the employer get away with that? And what is The Law Behind Headlines? As always, this episode is brought to you by thepodcasthost.com, the ultimate how-to podcast resource on the internet. They can help you with anything podcast-related. From planning and launching your show, equipment and editing, growing your audience and even converting it into money. Check out their free step-by-step guide on how to start your very own podcast, which is available at thepodcasthost.com slash start. <laughs> that's good, isn't it? That's it. Uh, we know when it's happening, Si. <laughs> okay. So today we're talking about the case of Mr. O'Brien against Centomatic, trading as Bloom Perfumery. Nice name, Centomatic. Mm-hmm. So Mr. O'Brien was employed since November 2017 as a part-time sales consultant at Bloom Perfumery. Which is a boutique perfume shop in Covent Garden, London. London. Is that where you get your cologne gaffer, is it? It is. London. London. Miss Poliakova is the sole director, shareholder and manager of that company. Okay. So Mr. O'Brien had an online profile in the perfume industry and he was known was was known as an influencer. Bit like you in the employment law world, Si, yeah? <laughs> Just like you, Jack. <laughs> Just like you in Twitter, aren't you? And this guy, Mr. O'Brien, had over 2,000 members on his Facebook page, which is known as Ouch110, and he maintained a YouTube channel. Um, so 2,000 followers. How many followers you have on Twitter, Jack? I mean, I would blow that out of the water. I've got three and a half thousand. Oh, movies, well. You know. You're an influence, aren't you? Clearly. I'm, I'm, I'll take that. Okay, so prior to his missile, Mr. O'Brien had a good working relationship with his employer. However, on the 23rd of March, a day that probably sticks in the minds of most of us, the first lockdown due to COVID took effect. 2020. 2020. Mm-hmm. It's more than, what is that, about 15 months ago. Yeah. Ms. Polyakova emailed all of her staff, confirming that non-essential retail, such as their store, had been shut down and that there may be help in the form of the job retention scheme. Ms. Polyakova's email stated that she was not sure how it would impact on retail and she was having to take it one day, one step at a time. Taking one step at a time. London accent. <laughs> Taking one step at a time. All right, my sweetie bandies. Is that London? Sounds a bit like T-Man. <laughs> okay, okay. So the same day, Mr. O'Brien emailed his employer saying, what are your instructions? She responded saying, stay home, 
Stay home. I'll go to the shop to pack orders. Go out for exercise, foods, etc. is allowed. Seems sensible. <laughs> then, the next day, the 24th of March 2020, Ms Polyakova emailed all staff again and advised that the government would reimburse her 80% of people's salary. She pointed out that she, as the director, would not get 80% okay. compensation. I was she saying, you London accent, Jack. I'm supposed to go to work for free, travel while everyone is self-isolating, pack orders, keep things going, take a loan out to fill in the missing cash flow, etc. That's amazing, Jack. Is that London? That was. Was that Swansea? I don't know. Was that Welsh? That was clearly London. Okay, in any case, so she sent an email to her staff. Over the course of the next week or so, Miss Polyakova spoke to her lawyers and accountants and on 1st of April 2020, she and her staff seemingly had two options. The first option was to be furloughed on their contracted hours and receive 80% of their current salary. The second option was three weeks notice terminating their employment as, she said, the future retail is very uncertain. Okay, it's pretty stark options then. I know. She cleared the email saying to Mr O'Brien, whatever you choose, please bring the keys today. The same day, 1st of April, mm-hmm. um, is that April Fool's Day? So it is. So I don't think this is. was an April Fool. Maybe it was, I don't <laughs> no, know. No, I don't think it was. Mr O'Brien emailed Ms Polyakova stating that he accepted the furlough offer, but he queried the point about the keys. He stated in his email, I have the keys and these are safe with myself. As it's a non-essential journey, if you urgently need them back today, you could arrange for DHL. To pick them up. Which is fair enough, isn't it, for Mr O'Brien to say that? Yeah, and those in certain times, as you say, we're being told that it's, you're not allowed to leave the house for anything but food shopping, basically, and exactly. essential travel. So he suggests DHL can pick him up. The same day, she states, you can bring the keys to on Wednesday or Thursday. I'll be packing some orders from 11am onwards both days. That's rubbish, isn't it? My is rubbish. <laughs> it's so bad. Um, in any case, she said sending them by DHL is not safe. Maybe someone can drive you to Comet Garden. I guess we'll all be making sacrifices for the greater good sometime. It's fairly passive aggressive, that isn't, isn't it? <laughs> isn't sacrifices it? for the greater good. <laughs> Get me my keys so I can deliver some perfume. <laughs> I know. I know. Sure. Um, the following day, so the 2nd of April now, Mr O'Brien emailed his boss stating, I'm not really prepared to go against government guidelines and make non-essential journey and risk a fine from the police. Please make arrangements for them to be collected if it is absolutely vital that you have them back. If not, they are 100% safe with me. OK, so again, that makes sense what Mr O'Brien's saying, doesn't it? Yeah, I mean, he's... I can understand why he's taking that stance. Totally. I mean, who knows what was happening in March 2020 or in April 2020? I think she owns the shop. Surely she's got a spare pair of keys. Yeah, I suppose so. Anyway. Bell to her face. <laughs> <laughs> uh, minutes later, Miss Polyakova phoned Mr. Brian and ordered him in no uncertain terms to either get the keys back to her or she would get a locksmith to change the keys and she would deduct the cost from his wages. Mr. O'Brien became upset on the phone, and as a result, his partner took the phone from him. His partner was exasperated by the lack of progress and said to Miss Polykova, What do you expect? Send them in a police car or an ambulance? Imagine <laughs> 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 that. That's really rubbed her up the wrong way a little bit. 
The conversation ended with Miss Polakova telling Mr O'Brien's partner that she would arrange for a locksmith to come out and take the cost of the locksmith from his wages. Furthermore, she ended the call saying Bitter on the offer of furlough and he was dismissed. Okay, so that's... Things have really gone off the rails at that stage. 20 minutes later, Miss Polyakova also emails Mr O'Brien to say that she was withdrawing the offer of furlough since he had refused to return the keys or make sensible arrangements. Mr O'Brien was due to host his Facebook live stream video on the 2nd of April 2020. Since his conversation and his email with Miss Polyakova, he commented on the live stream, I'm going to have to retract this for the time being. I lost my job today and really not in any kind of chipper mood. Need to chill, chill for a while. Sorry, guys. And one of his group commented, I hope that when this is over, they open up again and take you back. Mr. O'Brien replied, I won't go back. Not after the vile way I was treated today. Horrendous! <laughs> Exclamation mark. New horizons for me. Okay, so that ends his live stream on Facebook. It's of note that none of the Facebook group mentioned his employer's name. No. But again, I suppose a number of the people within his group did know the identity of his employer. I mean, yes. it was a fairly, I think it was a fairly posh boutique store mm-hmm. in Covent Garden. After Mr. O'Brien's comment, though, the trolling started. What were they saying, Simon? They were saying things like appalling treatment of valued staff. Um, they just couldn't be bothered to fill in a form or two. I think it's a disgrace, especially when you look at how good he was in the store and the knowledge he has. Now, comment said, I don't think I will ever go back to the store again after that. Um, someone else says, never purchase another item from your shop again. You nasty, excuse individual. You should be ashamed of yourself, exclamation mark. <laughs> so as I can understand why the business is a, feels a bit aggrieved mm-hmm. to, to receive that kind of publicity and, totally. and clear statements of people withdrawing custom. Totally. totally. So on the 14th of April, almost two weeks after the, the Facebook live stream, Ms. Polyakova sends an email to Mr. O'Brien and in this she states that he had made a defamatory and untrue comments regarding his employment. Hmm, okay. He suggested that he corrected the offending statements within 24 hours. Okay. This letter was referred to as the takedown letter. Take him down to Chinatown. He's been taken down a peg or two. So again, so Miss Polyakova's saying that he made some defamatory comments regarding his employment. So what did he say exactly about his employment? I mean, he said not after the vile way I've been treated, and horrendous. But I know that everyone else commented, they were kind of making bad comments about um, her shop. Is that fair, Jack? I think that's fair, and on one view it's unrealistic to attribute their comments to him. Mm -hmm. He hasn't made those comments. So the following day, when Mr. Ryan had not removed the comments, Miss Polyakova emailed him and dismissed him for gross misconduct. The letter cited his acts of defamation which are serious breaches of trust and confidence, and she deducted the cost of replacement keys from his pay. And then off Mr O'Brien trotted to the Employment Tribunal claim. Good stuff. So, what should headline be for this set of circumstances, Jack, do you think? Um, Mr O'Brien sent to Coventry by his ex-employer. How do you spell sent? S-C-E-N-T. Sent of a woman. How's about Mr. O'Brien sent packing? That's a good one too, yeah. <laughs> uh, 
Au Sauvage Judgment by London Employment Tribunal. Okay. Change Sauvage for Savage. Savage, good one. Okay. How's about the employer says, Oh, FCUK. Is that good? I think that's a good, yeah. Employee well, incensed. Incensed. Good. Over unfair dismissal. Good. Okay, what was headline Jack in this case? Well, it was actually probably one of the better ones that I've seen in this season. Perfume expert wins 15k after being wrongly accused of kicking up a stink online nice. when he was sacked from Posh Covent Garden fragrance shop. I think that beats our headline, doesn't it? Probably. Yeah, I guess it's a, bit, low. it's a bit wordy, but yeah, I'll, I'll give it that. Okay, so we'll discuss you in the hearing, Jack. Do you think... So, again, because we're talking about a misconduct dismissal, the tribunal focused in on the BHS versus Birchall test, the three-part test that all the listeners will be familiar with from this season. Yep. Genuine, Genuine belief. belief. Yep. Based on reasonable grounds with a reasonable investigation. So, taking the first hurdle there, genuine belief. The tribunal did find here that the only comment made by Mr. O'Brien, which could be deemed to be defamatory, was that the comment whereby he said his employer had treated him in a vile way and also that he'd said that it was horrendous. Good. So as we said, actually, the comments from other people wasn't Mr. O'Brien. So again, that cannot be his defamatory um, act, can it? Exactly. They did also believe that Miss Polyakova had a genuine belief, that is to say a subjective genuine belief, that Mr. O'Brien had defamed her store. Okay, so the first test, genuine belief, that is satisfied on a subjective level. Is that right, Jack? Yep, that's right. Good, okay. Based on reasonable grounds, the tribunal had cause to read the employer's disciplinary procedure. Mm-hmm. And in those documents, there were a couple of extracts. Uh, serious breach of contract includes misconduct, which is likely to prejudice our business or reputation or irreparably damage the working relationship and trust between employer and employee. Okay. So that serious breach of contract, and that's why he was dismissed, wasn't it? He was dismissed on the basis of um, a breach of trust and confidence between the employer. Yeah. Is that right? And the letter of dismissal suggested that he was dismissed for acts of defamation. However, as we observed earlier, the employment judge ruled that a key point here was that he was not responsible mm-hmm. for the other comments made by the members of his Facebook group. Yes. In fact, the employment judge had in its mind... Mr. Bryan's perception that he'd been told that day that he'd lost a job and that he'd been pressurised into making an unlawful and unsafe journey into central London to get these so important keys. And that <laughs> didn't amount to reasonable grounds for her to hold that belief. So first test, genuine belief, the employer satisfies that, but reasonable grounds, that is a fail for the employer. Yep. Is that right? That's a fail. And indeed, under cross-examination, Ms. Polyakova actually admitted that Mr. O'Brien's comments about the words vile and horrendous did not constitute gross misconduct. Well done, Ms. Polyakova. <laughs> well done, employer. Yeah. Great evidence to give as an employer. Indeed. Okay, third test, reasonable investigation. Again, the employment judge did not believe that the employer had initiated an investigation. In fact, the takedown letter emailed to Mr. O'Brien on the 14th of April did not invite a response to the alleged defamation and instead found the claimant was guilty of gross misconduct. In any case, Mr. Bryan was dismissed before the letter was sent, so again, there's not a reasonable investigation taking place in this case. 
So, drawing all that to a conclusion, the employment judge found the dismissal to be unfair, Mm -hmm. both procedurally and substantively, and so they ordered compensation. 34 and a half weeks. That's a lot, isn't it, for anyone? That's more than half a year. Yep, pretty good. Mm -hmm. Um, Coming up for nine months. Laws of statutory rights, and also a 20% uplift. So more pounds in Mr. O'Brien's pocket because in this case the, the employer had failed to comply with the ACAS code of practice. So wow, wow, wee wow. So for a part of an employer getting what nearly 15 grand is a lot of money. A lot of money, yeah. It's a bit of a sore one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that's interesting, isn't it? Takeaway tips this week, Sai, what do you think? Okay, tip number one act in haste, repent later. Miss Polyakova was hasty in dismissing Mr. O'Brien by telephone on 2nd of April, and even more hasty sending an email to him later on that same day. So again, um, you want to take advice before you act in haste. Good. Number two, always offer an appeal when dismissing. If Miss Polyakova had taken advice and offered an appeal, then she could have cured the various um, defects in her case. That's true. That's true. And third tip, again, similar to the first tip, take advice in this case it's much cheaper and better take advice before you dismiss an employee yep okay well that concludes episode 11 of season 6 this is our 51st podcast you know that Jack that's remarkable who would have thought that's almost yeah so I'll see you in the flesh at some point soon won't I yeah hopefully hopefully we'll get a a beer or something and you can pick up the tab (laughs) as always standard (laughs) standard okay well that would that jump hang up Jack yeah I'll hang up I'll speak to you later okay okay see ya see ya oh I'm still present you you never hung up I didn't hang up okay try again right three two one bye still there I'm still here I'm waiting (laughs) waiting for you to hang up (laughs) okay fine okay on three Three, two, one, hang up. Bye.